I'm here with my dad, Jack Edgerton, on May 1st, 2020. We are in week six or seven of the pandemic here. Everyone's been um, quietly staying at home, sheltering in place, and I thought this would be a good time to start a podcast with my dad to hear more about his life and growing up, and he has some really amazing stories and history Um, things about our family, about Syracuse, and I just thought that this would be a cool platform for him to just share weekly stories with you all. So here he is. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, So, Dad, do you want to just tell us about um, sort of the beginning, like where you grew up, what year it was, um, and a little bit about um, your family? Okay, I was born August 29th. 1943. I'm the second child in the family. I have an older sister, Joan, and that was followed by my brother, Bill, and a much younger sister, Linda. The four of us grew up on Ridgeway Avenue up near Lemoyne College. It was called the Salt Springs section. It was predominantly uh, a Jewish neighborhood. We are Catholic, so There were not very many Christian families in the area. Uh, A lot of Jewish families were displaced from downtown from the 15th Ward. Uh, Route 81 was a major highway that came through and it came right through the 15th Ward. So those homes were demolished down there for this highway system. Uh, Hence, those families moved east up into our area. Uh, I grew up in a public school kindergarten through third grade, and then fourth and fifth and sixth grade, I went downtown by bus, city bus, to Cathedral Academy that was down on Montgomery Street. Um, I don't really know why my parents had me go to Catholic school down there, but it was all right. really enthralled with uh, the nuns, but I put up with it. Uh, Seventh grade brought me back up near our neighborhood uh, to Levy Junior High. That was a public uh, middle school. It was actually, the building was the old Nottingham High School. Nottingham was put into a new building out on Genesee Street. East Genesee Street, so I was there just the one year. It was a pretty rough school. There was quite a mixture of kids going there. There was a housing project about three blocks away, which was pretty much low-income white families. It would eventually turn into all black families many years later, but these were really tough white kids that did not move on. into higher grades until, uh, well, I guess they became too old to be in the classroom. I witnessed uh, our shop teacher getting beat up. Uh, Some of these kids that I'm talking about from the housing project were making zip guns in the shop class and they got caught and they beat Mr. Lavoie up with uh, two-by-fours and put him in the hospital. 
another incident on the second floor was uh, an English teacher who was grabbed by some of these guys and pulled into the boys' bathroom and violently raped. So, you know, I let my parents be aware that I was not happy there, that uh, it just wasn't an atmosphere that I wanted to be around. You had uh, Jewish kids that were very well-to-do that lived over in Bradford Hills, and then you had the opposite of that with these poor housing kids, and we were kind of caught in the middle of that. Uh, the Jewish kids pretty much stuck around on B Street watching for me in the morning for two reasons. They liked to share their lunch with me. We would trade. Uh, these were Jewish families that kept kosher, meaning that they didn't eat pork products. The parents didn't want them to anyway. So we would trade sandwiches. I learned to eat really good tongue and pastrami and corned beef sandwiches. They in turn were eating uh, bologna sandwiches and bacon, lettuce, and tomato and the ham, ham and cheese sandwiches. So it worked out pretty good. Uh, they also kind of looked towards me for protection. There were a lot of kids that used to pick on the Jewish kids and I didn't tolerate that. I didn't put up with that at all. Anyhow, uh, that one year of seventh grade at Levy turned into five years at Manlius Military Academy out in Manlius, New York. I was there for eighth grade and four years of high school. It was a military prep school, uh, full Army. We were an accredited Army. We wore Army green. We marched to classes. We ate in the mess hall three meals a day. And I lived in a dormitory for five years. Um, I achieved staff sergeant. I could have achieved a higher ranking, but I didn't want to go to the NCO program. I didn't see any purpose in me having ranks just as a high school teenager. So I minded my P's and Q's and graduated as a staff sergeant and then uh, was accepted at Syracuse University. Um, I was there for the better part of my first year in a pre-med program, and that was pretty much uh, terminated when uh, a grad student who was doing a, his thesis on colorblindness discovered that I was very badly colorblind. Uh, he advised me to switch my major. Uh, I wouldn't be able to continue on in medicine. So being pretty despondent about that. I told my mom and dad about it uh, that afternoon and my mom said, well, you know, there's an old adage when one door closes, another one opens. So she suggested that I join one of the two family businesses that we had and uh, that's pretty much what I did. I uh, uh, switched from pre-med to taking business courses uh, switched over to a brand new school that was just opening up called Onondaga Community College. I was in the very first class. Uh, attended that for two years and got a, an associate degree and then continued with my studies at night school at University College. 
uh, again in business programs. Um, joined the family, the two family businesses, Burns Manufacturing Company, and Exclusive Specialties. Burns Manufacturing was named after my mom's dad, Joseph Edward Burns, who was an inventor. He was involved in uh, high-quality cut glass and then invented the serrated edge knife, which was at that time considered one of the 10 top uh, inventions. Okay, perfect. Well, I have some more questions for you, um, and we're going to take a pause here, and we'll be back soon. Thanks. You can either take that or this, whichever one you want to drive. Okay, so we're back again, and um, you were just talking about, um, you know, a little bit of your grandfather, um, and I was just wondering if you could just um, share who your parents were and your grandparents and a little um, a little more information about them, where they came from, and things like that. Okay, on my mom's side, uh, her dad came from uh, the Lower West Side. It was called Hell's Kitchen, and this was an area settled primarily by Irish and Italians that had come over from Europe. Um, his dad, John Burns, had brought the family over from County Mayo, and they settled and lived in in Hell's Kitchen just for a peri short period of time. He, he realized that that was not the place to raise a family, so they, mo they moved primarily up to Honesdale, Pennsylvania. And that's where uh, he got the exposure to the cut glass industry. That was the center of the cut glass industry. Actually, there were 13 companies uh, in existence at that time. Uh, his wife, uh, Vita, her family came from Denver, Colorado. And uh, they had one daughter, who was my mom, Babette, uh, the other children that were born did not live very long. I don't know exactly what was the situation, but there were five children. Some were still born, some died shortly after birth. And she was the oldest of them, and she was the only one that lived. Thank goodness for me. Um, she was born in San Francisco and moved to uh, upstate New York when she was four years old. They settled in Canastota, New York, <coughs> excuse me, uh, just outside of Syracuse. And uh, my dad's family came from Dalkeith, Ontario, which is a small town in Ontario province of Canada. And uh, his mom was of Scottish ancestry. She was a uh, Macmillan and his dad was of uh, English descent, Edgerton. So that's where our family name comes from, Edgerton. Uh, they uh, emigrated down here when my dad was in high school. 
I think what he told me was he was a sophomore in high school when they moved down here. And the reason being that uh, it was a very short growing season on the farm up there. Uh, crops were put in late when the frost and snow was gone. And then the winters came quickly and very hard. So there wasn't much of a growing season and the farms just didn't do very well. And actually most of the good land had been scraped off by uh, the ice had pushed down from uh, the glaciers and moved the, the good topsoil down into the states. That was several thousand years before, but uh, it was just really hard, I guess, to make a living up there. So they all came down here to for a better life. Um, I don't know exactly where my parents met. Um, my mom went to Syracuse University. She was there for four years and uh, did very well. Uh, my dad was not college educated. Um, he did well in high school, but uh, the family, I don't think, had the money to send the kids. There were several children. I don't think they had the money to send them on to for a college education. So uh, during the war, he worked out at uh, the GE plant out on Thompson Road. Uh, and he worked for the government there doing time studies. This was during, during the war. My mom was working, uh, actually volunteering, I guess, for the Red Cross motor pool. And her job was to go downtown in the city to the various hotels and pick up the bomber crews and transport them out to their bombers at Hancock Airfield. And then she also was raising uh, a, a daughter, who was my oldest sister, Joan. And then I came along in 1943, August of 43. So she had her hands full uh, being a housewife and the mother to two kids all during the war period. Um, after my stint in college, uh, I was married, uh, married to Carol Dixon for 20 years. She and I had uh, six children, uh, two girls and four boys. All were raised in the village of Liverpool, New York, which is just outside of Syracuse. The kids all went to uh, Liverpool High School and uh, all ended up doing very well. Uh, Carol and I were divorced after 20 years. Um, two years later, I met a different gal who's my present wife, uh, Michelle Zepp. And Michelle and I have two daughters from our marriage. And. Uh, that makes a boatload of eight kids, four <laughs> boys and four girls. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and lots of stories. Lots of stories and eight grandchildren. And uh, the kids live all over the country. There are two of them that live out in California, uh, a daughter in San Francisco, a son and his family down in San Diego. Uh, there's a daughter and her family down in Virginia, and a son and his wife are down in North Carolina. Another son and his family are in Connecticut. And then here in upstate, I've got a son who lives in Rome, New York, 
and a daughter and her family that live right here in Manlius, about five minutes from my house. So they're all employed and they all have good jobs and uh, for the most part own their own homes. And uh, it, it's quite a, a get together for the 4th of July and for Labor Day and Christmas at our house. I think last count there's like 19 or 20 stockings hanging on the mantle. We always have the biggest tree in the neighborhood, always a live tree, usually 14, 15 feet high and a lot of food and a lot of fun. Um, during all this time, I was down at Burns Manufacturing and Exclusive Specialties. These were two businesses that uh, were started by my grandfather and my mom took them over. So I was essentially working for my mother until she passed away. So um, one was uh, manufacturer of kitchen cutlery and we also started importing of kitchen cutlery from primarily Japan and then we eventually switched to bringing in merchandise from Brazil. And we also had various giftware over a period of time. And then Exclusive Specialties, the other company, was an advertising agency. And uh, that was eventually sold to one of my salesmen. He wanted to buy it and run it, so he just stayed in the same building with us. He rented uh, a large amount of office space. And we had a pretty good-sized building out by Carrier Circle. It was so 60,000 cubic feet of warehouse and office space and we shipped product uh, all over the United States and into Canada, uh, wholesale only. We, we were not retail, neither company was retail. So that gave me the opportunity to go to trade shows over the years, probably a hundred different trade shows in various cities. Uh, gave me the opportunity to go overseas on buying trips, uh, sometimes on my own, sometimes with my wife, and on occasion, some of my children went with me. I thought it was a good educational experience for them and also to see if they might be interested in taking over the business if I wanted to retire. But uh, that wasn't in the cards. None of the kids were really interested in continuing on. Um, but uh, you play the cards that you're dealt and uh, it actually turned out okay because uh, eventually I ended up facing cancer. Uh, I had a surgery for thyroid, followed by another cancer surgery three years later, uh, prostate cancer. Then I had two staph debridement surgeries and then two other surgeries on uh, hiatal hernia diaphragm issues. So all in all, I had six major surgeries at Upstate Hospital here in Syracuse. Came out of all of them with a clean slate. Uh, they became speed bumps for, for the most part, slowed me down, but um, I'm a functioning person. I'm currently 76 years old. My birthday will be coming up in August. And uh, I'm very thankful for for being here and having a really great family around me. We're, we're in that pandemic right now and it, it doesn't really bother me. I find things to do in the house 
I watch nature shows. I read a lot. Um, I keep myself busy. I've got a library full of movies that I now have the opportunity to read. I've got an, a library of books that interest me that I didn't have a chance to read before. Um, I sneak out of the house once a week and do some trout fishing all by myself. I'm not near anybody, so uh, it works out pretty good. Um, and I have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> I've got a daughter that comes over to the house to give me a haircut. I have another daughter that sometimes goes to the store for us to pick up groceries. Um, so all in all, it's working out good, and we're just hoping that this doesn't last much longer. Oh, I am at home and can't work at the hospital. I'm a volunteer at the cancer center. Um, my internist, my family doctor, suggested six years ago that I might want to go across the street and see if they needed some help in the cancer center. And they took me on as a volunteer, so I've, I'm there every week. But uh, due to the pandemic, the COVID-19 situation, they uh, had all the volunteers stay at home. Uh, they said that they couldn't use, use us until this disease is passed. So I do miss that. Uh, I enjoyed going in and helping uh, the nurses and the MOAs taking care of the patients that came in uh, outpatient. These were patients that would go home at night or if they got worse then they were transferred to the 10th floor over in the main hospital. But uh, it was always a challenge. So in any event, uh, that's my story up to date. Well, I think uh, next week we can talk a little bit more about um, your family on your mom's side. I think there's some really uh, cool stories just about you and Grandma Billy Bee, your antiquing, your life and business together, um, your grandfather's cut glass um, career, and um, all the amazing inventions that he's developed. So next week. Uh, we'll dive a little bit more into the Burns side of the family. Thanks, Dad. And You're welcome. Off. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody. How do you think it went? Perfect.